0: Hello, this is your host Sunita Bagri. I am the founder of the Every Teacher Matters project. Welcome to the Every Teacher Matters Network podcast. Each podcast has a core focus around the well-being of our teachers, school leaders and educational staff.
1: The Teach Well Alliance works proudly in partnership with the Every Teacher Matters Network to raise awareness of well-being and mental health for our teachers and school staff. We're so pleased that you're able to join us on today's podcast.
0: Hello and welcome today to Jean Ramsey. What a pleasure to have you on today's podcast, Jean. I am delighted to announce that Jean is also one of the associates of the Every Teacher Matters Network. Thank you for joining us today, Jean. Hello.
1: Hello, Sunita, and it is my absolute pleasure to be here. And I'm very excited about the Every Teacher Matters project because I think it is really important. Absolutely,
0: and, and that's exactly what it's doing. It's it's drawing like-minded individuals like yourself to it. So pleasure is all ours. So Jean, start off by just telling us about yourself.
1: Okay, so I am a retired head of creative arts. I taught in the same school, man and boy, from when I first did my probationary year. So that dates me, that would go back into the early 70s. And I just kept reinventing jobs for myself. I started off in the English department um, and oh my goodness I did get fed up with the marking and that dreadful anthology. If I had to read Your Shoes one more time I think I would have stuck pins in my eyes but the head of drama came to my rescue and asked me if I'd like to join his department because he was wanting to step up into pastoral and at that time, he couldn't have two points of responsibility. So he said, you know, what about it, Jean? I, I bit his hand off because I always like to introduce drama into my English lessons. Um, and so I grew with the job, really, um, and became head of the drama department. And then uh, we worked as a faculty with art and music and the faculty leader head of music and he decided he wanted to step back and he asked each of the other individual. I was the only one who said yes. And as I was um, quite a long way on my coaching journey, I wanted to see how you could use coaching principles to lead a department. Uh, so I was very excited to become head of faculty. And um, oh, such a great job because we did, we did work as a team and um, we could help each other out when one of us was feeling down. And it also worked really well with um, discipline and keeping good order because as we worked as a team, so if somebody was very challenging in the music lessons, let's say, um, we would take them out of that class But they would still be in the creative arts department but we'd shuffle them around so that they were taken away from their power base if you like and they also saw that if you messed around with one of us you messed around with the whole team so that that worked really really well
0: (laughs) Well, what's really come through there is that family that unity That sounds so wonderful. And and there were um, glimmers of memories that were coming back for me as well. Those good Mm. old days. of Yes. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. And, well, we know that,
1: well, everything is about relationships, but especially teaching. And you need to find all the best ways to develop open and honest relationships where everybody can communicate assertively and respectfully. And that's what we strive for.
0: And was that what you found toward the end of your career, Jean? (laughs)
1: Um,
0: I thought that we were introducing a
1: coaching culture to the entire school, but uh, not everybody saw it that way, I'm afraid to say. Um, So I became increasingly frustrated, especially when you could see that it was working. Yes. And I'm afraid... Some people who came, we were new to our senior leadership team um, didn't see that it was working, especially that discipline thing that I mentioned. The, the theory was everybody should be able to stand on their own two feet. Well, we all have our different strengths and weaknesses. And we, we're here to support each other as far as I can see. So I did get frustrated towards the end, I have to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I sense that when, when you mentioned that before in terms of the what you used to do and what really worked well as a team and the excitement and the passion. I could see it. I could see yeah. it in, in, you felt it. It wasn't something you can, yeah, yeah. yeah you can well, deny. We, we went
1: for arts mark and I was sent off on some training and it cost quite a bit. And I got in touch with a fantastic advisor, a chap called Brian McGuire, whose um, drama books I used to follow and he came to give us his expert advice and he, he stayed overnight and we all met him and had a lovely time in the pub. And he said, oh, my God, you really are a team. I'm not used to this. You know, normally the art teachers can't stand the music teachers. I thought, no, it's never been like that. And when we did school productions, everybody mucked in and, you know, we got so much out of it. So I was taken aback when he was so complimentary about our team spirit. Um, but that's how we've always played it.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. I love that team spirit. And I remember they were my fondest memories too. You know, when I was an NQT going to the pub on a Friday for, a, for oh, lunch and it yeah. really brings everybody together. Definitely. It really does. Um, I don't think that happens anymore. Do you? No.
1: Well, they don't. Well, we did used to have a lunch hour. And then it went to 50 minutes and I dread to think how much time in fact I don't think our colleagues have any time off at all at the moment it's um absolutely
0: unsustainable if something doesn't change then yes totally agree which is what we're doing though isn't it that's exactly what we're doing we're trying to spread that message that things do need to change they need to come back around to how they used to be in order for our colleagues to survive yeah and what about some fun, you Spirit. know? There's a word we don't often associate anymore. I know, I used to make
1: my classes laugh because I said, and we're going to have some of my favourite F words. Oh, fun. <laughs> oh, fun. Right. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> no, I
0: don't either. Filthy minds. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jean, Jean, tell us, tell us about what you're doing now then, since you've come out of your teaching role.
1: Well, I... Um, Discovered coaching for back in 2007, I trained with the coaching academy and I straight away saw how I could take that back to my workplace in the classroom, in my role as a department head and as part of the whole school community. Uh, and I persuaded the then head to let me loose with uh, some boys on that CD borderline uh, so I was allowed to do six half-hour coaching sessions with each one of them, and I'm very pleased to say that not only did they pass, but some of them went on to get bees. and the attendance improved because they were kind of thought leaders, if you like, um, and because they, they love don't them, you, don't
0: yeah. love oh, them. I do. thought I do. leaders. <laughs> you've got to you've got to get
1: them on your side, though. That's right. You <laughs> do indeed yeah yeah um so that was very successful and I saw them in school time for half an hour uh, in my non-contact time and obviously we had to have the parents permission to take them out of lessons and we rotated what lesson they missed they couldn't keep missing the lesson that they liked least so we had to negotiate that um and then I was allowed to work with anybody and everybody and that became what an equivalent of a whole day of my timetable was coaching. And I just loved it. Really loved the connection. And you could see the difference in the young people. But I wasn't doing it as a piece of action research. I wasn't collecting any qualitative data. Is that right? No, quantitative data. I did ask each individual, how has coaching been for you at the end of the six sessions? And their replies were humbling really humbling um so everybody saw the benefit of coaching um and when I came to retire I was disappointed that from what I could see it wasn't going to be continued but I understand now the head was going to buy me in once I'd retired and that's what we did and I continued growing the business um until I was doing three days a week and that was just gorgeous Then the cuts came and all these what are really important things around well-being were cut Um, and the behaviour went off the cliff face, which we knew it would because those young people had nobody to talk to. Um, uh, Somebody that I've trained in my um, education coaching model is still working with the um, pupil premium young people but that's that's not nearly enough and especially with the after effects and the ongoing effects of Covid, um, these young people need more and more support not less and less yes. and that's a great hobby horse of mine. Everybody knows about school nurses, everybody knows about school counsellors and other outreach workers but I don't think people understand the tremendous benefits that coaching can bring to the young people, because
0: that's all about the future, where we go from here. Yes, Jean, from one coach to another, I totally, totally agree. The power of coaching is Mm. only acknowledged when someone, A, sees the impact of it, in the cases that you, the examples that you just shared there with your young people, the impact. It is such a privilege to coach children, anybody. It's just such a privilege, isn't it? Because yes. the, the impact is just, oh, it's just tremendous. I've been coaching a, a deputy head over the pandemic. And on the morning of his return to school, he sent me the, um, the most wonderful message and how different and how empowered he felt going into school. And we live for that, don't we, as coaches? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Jean, that sounds like such a, a wonderful experience to have, have, you know, kind of spent some of your, your later years in teaching um, and golden, absolutely golden. Hmm. So what I'd like to ask you, Jean, is um, you've, you've probably shared a little bit of that and given us some insight into that already. But what do you, you know, what did you really love about teaching? What are your fondest memories?
1: Oh, sharing really deep emotions with a whole class, whether it was having a really good laugh or sharing tremendous grief. You know, when you've done that with a group of young people, um, you see them in a totally different light and they see you in a totally different light. Jean, that
0: takes courage. That takes courage, wouldn't you say? Courage in terms of being so authentically you, yourself and also being so trusting in your relationships with the children. Mm-hmm. Because that takes, you know, that takes that level of connection to be able to do that. And I, I really admire you sharing that with us because mm. that's not something that a lot of our teachers do these days. I don't think they spend enough time and this is not a criticism of them, of course, it's a criticism of the system. Mm. They don't have enough opportunity to build meaningful connections with the children.
1: Yeah. And that's the basis of everything. Absolutely. I had the privilege of, um, well, I still am, uh, coaching an ex-pupil who I taught a long time ago. And she reached out to me through our shared interest in crisis, and the homeless uh, charity, and she said, "Gina, I th- I think I need you." I said, "Oh, okay, let's have a connection." And what she said was, "I remember how safe we felt in your class because we knew that you wouldn't take, you wouldn't take any prisoners." And there there were a group of really nasty bullying girls, you know, and they. They really set out to undermine the intellectual girls and I wasn't having any of that and my client said we loved that we felt safe in your class because you had those rules about being open and honest and respectful to each other and you never wavered
0: I thought oh thank you very much how lovely (laughs) how 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 wonderful what wonderful feedback but hardly surprising from (laughs) hardly surprising from the culture you will have established from what you're describing Mm, yeah and, that, and so much to learn for our teachers isn't there so much to learn
1: well i'm very happy to share Sunita. absolutely well that's yes. why you're
0: part you're part of our team <laughs> absolutely team. oh thank you that I, I think that that would be definitely my fondest memory too. um developing those meaningful relationships mm. with the children yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah.
1: Um, and instant has just come to mind actually when i was teaching english I remember the young man's name, and I think he still lives locally. And we I can't remember what we're doing. But he suddenly announced, my mum and dad are getting divorced today. And I thought, I could brush that under the carpet, or we could talk about that. And, you know, we had the most amazing whole class discussion. And so many of his peers had already gone through that or were about to go through that and the group support that they gave him was absolutely staggering and um, I was so glad that I went with my gut feeling Uh, and and now when I sort of step back and analyse it I feel honoured that he felt that he could say that in my learning space yes and that we could address it and support him yes such an honour
0: such an honour Oh, what an inspiration you are. You (laughs) really are. Thank you, Jean. Thank you. I would have loved to have been a pupil in your class.
1: Thank you very much. I would have loved to have had you as a
0: pupil. (laughs) I was good. I was a very good pupil. (laughs) Jean, tell us now about the biggest challenge that you had to deal with in your teaching career, and tell us how you overcame it.
1: The biggest challenge was um, when I had a, inherited a group um, in year 10 to take them through uh, to do GCSE drama. Um, now, I, I inherited them, so I had no say in the composition of the group. And with the exception of two or three, they hated each other. And it was a disaster, an absolute disaster. There was one girl in particular who was very, very talented, very talented, head and shoulders above everybody else. And she even went on to get a role in the West End. But as I predicted, she didn't keep that role because she was drama queen. It was all about her. And that kind of ethos spread throughout the group. And she would be so disparaging about other people's efforts because they weren't anywhere near her level Mm. of expertise. Um, So unsurprisingly, the results were not very good because it's a team game. The, The one or two who worked really hard did get A's and B's, but the rest didn't. And of course, with a small cohort, that made the results look really, really awful. And their head, in oh, God, I hate those October meetings where you pick over the bones of the results. And why did that happen? How can you account for that? <gasps> oh. <laughs> anyway, um, the upshot was if the results didn't pick up, then drama could well be taken off the syllabus. Oh,
0: I'm sure you did not want to hear that.
1: No, I did not. No, I did not. So I shared it with the then group. And I said, now it's up to us. If we're going to allow other people to enjoy drama, we've really got to show that that was a blip. Oh my goodness. They worked their socks off. Oh, results were stunning. And we got 87%.
0: Wow. (laughs) Jean, I feel like this could be turned into a film. <laughs> I really do. Oh, wow. What passion. How wonderful. Yeah. And, every,
1: oh, and then, so they're always micromanaged from there on in. I didn't want to go into the staff room because I felt like a failure. I now know those were just my thoughts. But the way that I was mismanaged <laughs> led me to have those thoughts about letting everybody down, you know. But, again, with my fantastic team around me, they were so supportive. And they said, come on, let's work this out and let's have the story behind it all. And um, the results just kept creeping up and up after that.
0: So that was a blip. So having your school family was really important. yeah
1: definitely and sharing with the young people because after every micromanagement meeting they would say what news from the trenches then mrs r i said well <laughs> this is the latest <laughs> <laughs> the latest um they said well we'll show them we'll show them we'll get the best results ever
0: and they did bless them that's wonderfully that's again so inspiring so so moving And. Um, How wonderful for them to have experienced that and and actually develop those characteristics of resilience and sort of you know tenacity to bounce back from it Hmm.
1: i was reading something today i'm i'm preparing materials for my jolly staff room membership group and um it was effective teachers are outliers
0: Mm, I love that. There's a great book called The Outliers. If you've come mm. across it, it's wonderful. I have.
1: I have. This is a, a chap in America, Michael Linson. I can't remember his name exactly, um, but he has his own um, kind of uh, um, help group, newsletters. He, he, he supports teachers. He's a teacher himself, um, but he's got a, a great community. And I thought Outliers, that's true. That's really true. Um, <laughs> See, my dad taught me to question everything. So if somebody tells me I am going to be doing this because this is what Ofsted wants, um, I want to know, is that good for the young people? Is that good for their learning? And just because Ofsted, and we're not supposed to say that anymore, are we, this is what Ofsted wants. We're supposed to be about education, not Mm. jumping through hoops for Ofsted. Indeed. yeah, so always been a bit of a rebel.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Me too. <laughs> but in a good way, you know, rebel, we're, we're rebels with a cause, and the cause is for the, for the social justice of, of the, the system because we want our young people to be taught by passionate educators and not stressed teachers that are just trying to find and plan their exit. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. why we're doing what we're doing. So, Jean, as you know, the Every Teacher Matters Network is all about promoting teacher well-being and breaking mm. that stigma around the mental health of teachers. Mm. What well-being advice would you give to teachers? Oh,
1: don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't bottle it up. Yeah. Find somebody that you trust
0: and bear your soul. Just talk yeah yeah. Sure. yeah get it out that's right get it all out first yeah absolutely and being part of a community which is what we offer at the you know the, what the work that we're doing here in terms of the network yeah. being part of that community because just being around like-minded people that are experiencing similar things can be so you know just so cathartic to the soul can't they yeah yeah but just talk. that's your advice. Find the right person, and that right person you know it could be it could be anyone couldn't it? It could be somebody at school Yes in your family social, your friends it can be anyone There is the most amazing retired
1: police officer who works as um a facilities chap at our old school. yeah, now they get about, don't they. They go into all the classrooms, opening windows, locking doors, all that kind of thing. (laughs) They really know what's going on. You're right. And when I was still coaching, he made a beeline to find me as I was just um, finishing for the day. And he said, you know, just a little word to the wise, Gene. Somebody in the history department, not in a good place. He told me the name. And I thought, okay, I said, leave it with me. He said, yeah, I knew you were the right person to talk to. Now I didn't know this young man very well. And then that very night, there was a tweet from Tom Rogers, I think. And he said, somebody needs your help. I thought, oh, wow. So I emailed the young man in question. And I said, a little bird has told me that you're not in a good place. And you know where I am if you need to talk. Well, the next morning, there was an email from him to say, can I come and see you? Oh. So, see, it, it could be anybody, couldn't it? It could be. That's a and great good example. On, good on that lovely ex-policeman. Yes. To, uh, pick up the vibe and come and tell me, because he knew I would do something about it.
0: Yes, and that's so important, because there's always something that you can do about it. It doesn't matter how difficult that sort of time period feels at that time, but there's always something we can do. And it does start, you're right. It starts with talking, starts with being open. Ah, uh, I think there's a step before that. It
1: starts with somebody noticing.
0: Yes. Yeah. Important, important. I, I would say that, you know, noticing your own emotions is, ah, is, yes. is, is, is even more important because the, the thing I found about teaching, um, and, and I wrote about this recently, is the masks that we wear, and when we start wearing those masks, we stop noticing how we're feeling. Yeah. And that, that's when you're on dangerous territory. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Jean, so finally, mm-hmm. I know you're doing some, some fabulous work um, in educa- you know, linked to education and the welfare of teachers. Mm-hmm. So just, just tell us briefly um, what you do and how people could contact you if they were interested to find out more.
1: Well, I focus on early career teachers and my special strength is classroom management because that's where you have to start and I'd like to bust some of those myths about you know don't smile till Christmas surely people don't still say that anymore Sunita do they? I, I, I haven't heard it recently so it must well, be a good sign. Because <laughs> that's rubbish, yes. you want to build up those relationships straight away. So I'm in the process of building a membership group a free membership group on um, Facebook called The Jolly Staff Room where there's no question too daft, um, no, no silly questions, just a safe place to ask because there's an overwhelming amount of advice when, as you know, my husband and I are very keen sailors and when we first got our boat, I made a point of asking for advice because I do like to walk my talk. The only thing is, was that the advice that we received was absolutely conflicting, you know? (laughs) So you need to be able to wade your way through all of that plethora of kindness, and find what suits you. But I think there are certain things like learning how to get your class settled and quiet is a basic skill which can be learned.
0: Yes, I totally agree. And as you said, as you rightly said, the most important, the premise upon you, what you build upon thereafter.
1: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So how can people get in touch with you, Jean? Um, they can email
1: me at jean at inspired hyphen uk. That's my email address. Wonderful. I did have a website, but it's it was, was fly-blown and, and not, not very inspiring. So I am taking myself in hand and doing it step-by-step, step, working how to do this social media malarkey.
0: Good for you. Good for you, Jean. Good for you. I, I, from, from, I mean, we've spoken several times, and, and even from this conversation, the listeners will certainly pick up on your passion your wisdom your experience your enthusiasm and oh I wish I could bottle that up and share it with all of these young teachers that are coming into our profession that we need to keep in our profession you know that's such a mission for us to we don't want them leaving what will happen if they leave we want them to stay we want them to be well and we want them to be inspired
1: Yes, and we also want to keep our experienced teachers. You're absolutely right, who should not be labelled as deadwood and past it and who wants to be taught by a sixty-year-old.
0: <laughs> <Well, laughs> So oh, it's true. It's, 60 it's, rocks. I you look amazing amazing um absolutely Jean and um there is so much to be said about what you've just said there mm. so much mm. in terms of the wealth of experience you're right because actually I think there's a real deficit there between the experienced members um, mm. of our professional community that have have left now and I don't. I, I'm not sure if the profession can recover from that. I'm not sure, but I'm. St- I'm hopeful. I'm ever, but ever the optimist. But um, yeah, it does sadden me.
1: Hmm. I forgot to say, I'm also launching a podcast. Good for you, with the same ideal client, early yeah. career teachers, because there's also going to be a lot of early career teachers who are quite mature. Because I understand a lot of people have decided to make a career change, yes. thinking that teaching will be uh, a, you know, a good, secure job. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Well, it is, but... <laughs> it, it, it can be, but, yeah. um, you know, with, with the stresses and, and, you know, current context, it, it's just not sustaining um no. do
1: you remember when we had retired army officers drafted in <laughs> i
0: do i remember
1: a chap saying that he'd done you know several tours of duty in afghanistan and nothing was as bad as a year 10 group who didn't care about shakespeare oh
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> not what they said by the time they left of course but <laughs> <laughs> indeed oh thank you so much Jean. it's been so wonderful to hear you speak about teaching, about your experiences and about what you're doing now and so much to offer, so, so much. So if the listeners would like to get in touch with Jean, you've just heard what her email address is and the projects that she is leading. She is, of course, one of our teacher network associates and will be running her own meetings in which part of the country? Remind me again, Jean. I'm based in Oxfordshire in Oxfordshire. So do look out on the website at the Every Teacher Matters Project.com or contact me directly at sanitabagree.com for any more information. Thank you so much to the listeners for listening in to the wonderful Jean Ramsey today. Thank you, Jean, and goodbye. Goodbye and thank you for having me. I do hope you enjoyed listening to today's Every Teacher Matters conversation. It is our mission to be the voice of our amazing school staff. You can find out more by visiting everyteachermattersproject.com or contacting me directly at contact at sunitabagri.com. Thanks for listening.